0: Ready? Okay. Today's letter of position, this is a letter from, it has not been written yet. December 2021, the world has been swept by this new variant, the Omicron, the Omicron, how do you pronounce it? Omicron. Omicron variant. And one of the things that the hospitals are dealing with is monoclonal antibody treatment. Something which at this point has been approved and there is not enough of. Why there's a shortage, I can leave it to everyone when the cameras are off discuss and argue about. But there is a shortage. And the hospitals need to come up with a protocol about who gets it and who doesn't. Essentially, some sort of triage. And they're faced with the following ethical dilemma, which was brought to Dr. Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glott, who's on the ethical board of his hospital, who brought it to Rabbi Shai Schechter, who, who then brought it to his father, Rev Herschel Schechter, and to his other Rabbi, Rev Usher Weiss. And the question is as follows. How do you prioritize who gets this treatment? There's not enough of it to go around. The hospital said, therefore, we should give it to those who need it most, which essentially is saying we're giving it to the unvaccinated, thereby rewarding their decisions not to get vaccinated and essentially punishing those who did get vaccinated, saying, oh, because you got vaccinated, now you're not eligible to get treatment should you need some. That is the dilemma. Do we say to the, those who didn't get vaccinated, we're sorry, there's not, there's not enough for you. You're not as in dire straits, and therefore we're going to give it to the unvaccinated. Lest you, think, lest you think this is just a local dilemma, it has far more wide-reaching con- uh, consequences. Uh, Rabbi Shai Shaft, I got a lot of this from, because he said over again, nothing's written down yet. This has all been orally. Rabbi Shai Shaft said he's been on the talk to his father of Usher every single day last week about this issue. He said, you know, where do you draw the line in general? Anytime in, in medicine, you have, a, you have someone who smokes. You say to them, sorry, we're not going to treat you. You put yourself in this predicament. That would be ludicrous. There's something that makes sense about it in a, in, a, in a almost twisted way, but but many people put you know, we're all guilty of suboptimal choices. Where do you draw that line? And do, where do you draw the line here? That's part one. Part two is a very similar question, as, as follows: Roger Weiss was asked about five years ago. So the way insurance works, and you probably can explain better no better than me, insurance has to decide what they're going to cover and what they're not going to cover. And that's actually chosen by a federal body, a, a commission that's, cho- that's appointed by the federal government that says these are the things that are important, these are less important, and you essentially now can work with that and decide how much you're going to cover. In Israel, there was a man appointed about five years ago, and his job, I guess was the head of the committee or part of the committee was to be this, this, the, the decider on this commission to decide what insurance is going to cover and how much they should cover. So he went to Rav Asher Weiss and goes, okay, so how do I, how do I decide how do I decide? So Rebusha White turned to Shai Shechter, said to him, "So, Shai, what do you think? And Reb Shai said to him, well, they asked you the question.
1: Didn't they?
0: <laughs> they didn't ask me. So Rebusha said, well, let's think about it for a minute. Like on the one hand, pikuach nefesh seems the most important value, saving the Jewish life. So just tell them to put, there's only a limited amount of money, a limited amount of resources, put everything into pikuach nefesh. So what are you gonna tell someone who needs a hearing aid, sorry, like that's a convenience? You can get by not hearing anything? Pay for it yourself. That sounds a little crazy, on the other hand, but go after Nephish. You're going to focus on geriatrics. You're going to focus on pediatrics. Maybe you shouldn't put any money into treatments that may end up proven not to work. And instead, focus on general things that people more more widely are more widely needed by the general populace.
1: So if doesn't work, you're not gonna put well
0: how, well, how do you decide? You have to invest okay, sure. money. We don't have the pharmaceutical business works. work. The reason why drug prices are so high is because it takes billions of dollars to develop these drugs, because so often they fail in clinical trials. So maybe it's just not worth it. Say, we'll only focus on, on common ailments or common sicknesses, and say anything that's really obscure, It's only you know, 10 people in the world or the country are going to need, it's not worth
1: investigating. I think an interesting philosophical thing is that 90% of healthcare costs are the, are the last year of a person's life. It's kind of very, makes, it's that kind of makes sense. It, but it's, it's a very similar question. Yeah. How do
0: you decide this? And here's the problem. If you look in the Gemara and you look in the Rishonim, no one's talking about how to balance insurance companies' decisions. <laughs> it didn't exist. The first insurance company, by the way, Life insurance was actually, I believe, was a priest in either Scotland or England. Okay, it's just, and I think house insurance or fire insurance might have been Ben Franklin. That's just random. You fact-check me on that one. You're not going to find anything about monoclonal treatment in the Rishonim, so where, what do you do? So if you, if you want to you know, be what a, go go Google it, you go on safari, you go on bar line, you're not going to find anything, which is why it's so important to have a connection or to ask someone who's a Taman Chacham, someone who has spent their life learning because then they have the ability to sometimes read a Gemara, which you and I may have read and seen, okay, a random Gemara, nice idea, but pull out of it a core principle that can speak to what we're talking about today. I, w- I know sometimes you read a chuba like Moshe Feinstein, and you're like, okay, they asked Moshe a question, and we'll see it over the course of this, this class. You ask a question, and it's kind of like, okay, fine, had I learned long enough and I came across that Gemara or know that piece of Shofanara, I too could have written that tuba. Like You didn't have to be a Moshe Feinstein to write it, you just had to be someone who sat and learned for many years. No, what brach to make on something? I don't know because I never learned Hilkos Brachos. You ask a rabbi because he learned Hilkos Brachos, so therefore he gives it to you. But there are other times where you ask, them, you ask them Moshe a question, you ask a great Tamil Chachma question, and they're not just going to quote you a Shulchan or a Gemara. They're going to find, it's not in the Shulchan Aruch or the Gemara, but rather they're going to find the core principles latent somewhere in a text, somewhere in a Gemara that it took someone with that caliber of learning and knowledge. To pull out of it, and that's what I want to highlight today. As we're going to go through these four gomorrah and see how they thought of the issue, and I'm going to tell you there's no conclusion yet. This is a, the question is literally a week and a half old. Takes time to develop an answer, and for all we know, there won't be a need for an answer because I saw AstraZeneca approved a new treatment on, on last Friday, I believe, or they're about to get approved. And hopefully, this whole Omicron is a more of a scare than it is actually a danger. Um, so maybe they won't, won't have to come to the conclusion. But this is clearly a really far in. in important question that has to be done we good? so the first Gemara is as follows and the first Gemara asked to be discussed any time we're talking about the idea of Hatsalos Nafash saving life and that is what is the obligation to save someone's life? what does it mean we save someone's life and why are we saving their life? and I'll, I'll phrase it to you this way mm-hmm. is it a Bin Adlum or Bin is it be, the reason that, sometimes we do mitzvos is between me and God and sometimes it's between me and my fellow human being Which sounds a little funny, right? You're saving someone's life, I'm saving another fellow human being. But perhaps one can make the following argument. Human life far... is far more... far supersedes that of just I am saving my fellow human being's life, no, we is saving human's life, but rather, it's about the Kedusha, the sanctity of someone's life. That God granted life, and we want to show there's a Kedusha to that life, there's a sanctity to that life, and it's not up to the person to decide whether they... to decide... I don't want my life to be saved, or not want to be saved. It's not about the person; it's about God giving life, and then us essentially saving that life. And therefore, although normally you would think, if I get stuck, it's been here. If I save your life, rather than me saving your life as a favor to the other human being or a mitzvah to the other human being, it's been It's been And I want to look at the first source and discuss this a little more because I think it's a very interesting shayla, and it also has a lot of ramifications in terms of how we think about the sanctity of life. <coughs> the first, the Gemara is and which Again, we saw on Friday nights. We'll do it a little quickly. Minayin and hedrona. A person is walking. And they pass a body of water and someone is drowning. And this is a scenario where someone is a lifeguard they can save. And we'll leave out the issue of putting yourself into a suffix pekoach nefesh, a suffix, a doubt. Maybe you yourself are putting yourself into a pekoach nefesh in order to save someone else's life. We'll leave that outside. You're a lifeguard. You can save someone's life. A person is drowning. How do you know? You can't just say, have a good day and go on your merry way. I'm late to work. I'm late to my business meeting. How do you know you have to save them? Where's the Torah obligation? Says the Gemara. Talmud Lomar. Lo Samud Do not stand on your brother's blood. Lo Samud You have an obligation to save someone's life. And the Gemara says something very interesting. Mechachanafka. We learn from here. No, no. We learn from elsewhere. Where? Abedos minayin. How do we know you can return someone's life? Talmud Lomar. loved. We're familiar with the concept of Shabbat right? Saving returning a lost mm-hmm. item? Well, says the Gemara, just like with an obligation to return a lost item, I find your pen on the floor, I have an obligation to return it. Why is your life any different? If I have an a, opportunity to return your life, I have to save your life. Maybe a, a doctor in the room, this could be one of the mitzvahs you you fulfilled many, many times. You return their life to them. Or Vashavai says a long chuva and he says, this could be the, 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 the route to kiruof, doing Kiru Just why a, a spiritual life or a physical life or a spiritual life? You're, you're returning their life to them, and therefore, says the Gemara, we have two sources seemingly for saving a life. One is do not stand idly by as someone on some, over someone else's blood, and the other one is hashavas haveda. And I think again, perhaps. Why do you need two sources? So the Gemara says, why do you need two sources? The Gemara says because had you only had the source of hashavas haveda, you would have thought hashavas haveda is if you happen upon it. But you don't have to spend money. You don't have to spend two. There's a there's a limited amount of. Resources you have to expend in order to return a lost item. That's one reason, and then we're going to see two other reasons, which are kind of wild, but worth seeing. I think what it's getting to also is perhaps this idea of bin al chavir bin al makam here. And that is, it's a, it's a broader question, and I think a way to phrase it is as follows. Rav has a very interesting essay. Rav has an essay called Hilchos Shylock. <laughs> he wants to know what would be the did if Shylock Rather than bringing his case to the court... There was in, is in, uh, was in Venice? No, where was his, the court case, actually? Venice. It was in Venice, right? Rather than bringing it to the Venetian court, he brought it to a Besden. How would they cost it? This is his question. It's a very interesting topic question. And he says as follows. A pound of flesh? right? Shylock re- requested or demanded a pound of flesh. He says, in, in, in repayment of a loan for those who have not read Shakespeare... He says, well, one minute, why do you think you are the Baal, you are the owner of your body? Your neshama inhabits your body, but it's not your body. You can't just carve out a pound of flesh and give it away. Had neshama we say. My soul is yours and my body is yours. Your body houses your soul. You are borrowing your body, he says. Your body is not yours. And he brings very interesting proofs for this. One of them, I thought was a very interesting proof, although I don't think it stands up, but it's as follows. I work to damage someone. If, let's say I work to damage Ruvik. So what do I pay him in return? Anyone know? I learned about Bukamu before. I pay him five things. What do I pay him? Nezek. Nezek, repo Reposhev, Suboshes. I pay for the damage. I pay for the pain that incurred. I pay for the lost wages. I pay for the embarrassment. And I pay for the doctor bills. What's Nezek? How do you evaluate Nezek? What did the Gemara say? Using slave. <coughs> say it again. Slaves. Right, we say to him, I cut off your hand, we're going to evaluate you. If you were a slave, how much less someone would have to pay for you because you're a, one, a, one, a one-armed man. What's Tsar? we evaluate how much you would pay in order to avoid this. We boy your doctor bills, both just the embarrassment. Cesar of Zevin, what's missing from this list? It never says you're paying for the hand. You're paying for the loss of utility. You're not paying for the actual hand. Rav Evan says, "You know why? Because it's not your body. All we have is we don't have ownership. We have the ability to use the body. So what did I lose? And I lost the utility which which I've been granted over the body, and therefore I pay only for the utility. And that's one of the proofs you bring. I thought it was an amazing proof. Although I think one could argue because ultimately,
1: how can you, you can how can you value a hand? But you also can't just like buy a hand. Exactly. So that's why I, I agree
0: with you, Allison. I think it's, at the end of the day, the proof doesn't stand up, but." Oh, it's a long essay, and he makes many, many. He has many, 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 many proofs. Another one proof he has is as follows: the Rambam in Hilchos Se'ach Perak Aleph Halacha Dalit says, someone who kills someone inadvertently has to run to the Raimikla, otherwise they can get killed by the Gohadam Hadam, right, by the Redeemer of the blood. Mm-hmm. Says the Rambam, he can't. The, the guy, the guy can't go to the Gohadam Hadam or go to Besdin in any case and say, I'll pay off. I'll pay. I'll pay for it. I'll, I I'll paid off. How
1: do they don't even say a kidney name for that argument? It's not yours to give.
0: So, it's interesting. I, okay. Well, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. We can, uh, we'll, we'll hold that. We'll hold that. We'll think about that. But, um, the Gohadam, you can't pay off the haddam. Why not? Says, says the Rambam. Because the debt you owe is not to the Gohadam, it's to a Kurdish borough. It's to God that you took away a life, that you killed someone. That, there's seven makes an argument it's not, it's not our body, it's not our life to give away. You can't just. You can't just say oh, I don't want it, and therefore, and that's one way to phrase this issue. That perhaps a nafkumin is going to be. If a person says I want to live a life and I want to do something that's 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 stupid, I want to take, take a risk, whether it's you no know, in this case vaccines or a much greater risk, a much greater risk. of whatever it may be, we can't say oh you put yourself in that predicament. Okay, suffer it, right? We we talked. I, I gave out this thing on, on last night. Hurricane Sandy. Christie said someone who puts themselves. Into a saccana, they're not gonna leave in a mandatory evacuation area, we're not gonna to come to save you. Now there are other mitigating factors because that means the, the uh rescue workers are gonna put themselves in a Sakana. Right. But let's assume let's assume for a minute that that wasn't the case. Let's assume we can easily save them. We just like, you know what, you did it, you want to take that decision, that's your decision. Says it, perhaps Mars and, and says this first idea of Zevin, it's not up to the person to decide they don't want to live that life. A person, therefore, perhaps can't. Again. These are all broader questions, but when it comes to denying self certain treatment, it's not, oh, it's not as simple as it seems because it's not about your own, it's not your body necessarily. Yes? When does it,
1: that come from, like, it's not your decision to, like, have, you know, maintain dignity?
0: Like, so, that's, that's like, with or with,
1: like,
0: so that's case by case. That's case by case, and a lot of discussion on that. And that's, we're talking more bro- broadly here. But that's, definitely, that's definitely a tremendous discussion in the post about when we say, you know, end of life, extend life versus quality of life. Right? Obviously, you can't take a life. Like, that's us sir. That's physician-assisted suicide. Is it's not? It's not up to you to take that life. But that's yeah. But some I, I, Jews don't believe in
1: hospice.
0: Okay. No. I okay. That that's it. It's a it's a it's a different another time another, another place. I'm going to give two nazgiminas, by the, just two nach, other nazgiminas to this um, idea. And this is they're wild. They're they're wild. We're not necessarily going to postulate like that, but they just. First of writes, if a person goes and takes his wallet. And chucks it into the middle of Times Square. You do not have to go return his wallet. Because he was negligent. So that's the if a person puts himself in a predicament that's negligent. You don't have to return his life. Which is wild. Rav Zevin's that's, like... That's Riff. a pretty big difference that's between chucking
1: your wallet in your own wallet. It life. is yomani. It's the opposite idea. It's the
0: exact opposite of what you just said. It's the exact opposite of Rav Zevin. goes to town. He's like, what are you talking about? First of all, even if that's true, you're ignoring the first Gemara of Lusavad al Damriach." If does not like this, I'm just saying there are those who, at least in the area of Lamedes, kind of took this the total opposite way. I thought it was totally wild. You know, and the other one of, of, of quoted that Shlomo Kluger says that when it comes to returning a lost item, if something's beneath your dignity, you don't have to return it. Rav Shechter once said, if he finds a woman's bathing suit in the street, he's not going to go and knock on everyone's door saying, "Is this your bathing suit?" I, the woman wants her bathing suit back. That's beneath that's beneath his dignity. So says Rav Shlomo if it's beneath your dignity to save someone's life which I can't imagine a, possibility, a scenario that would be. It would apply as well. Again, those are two extreme formulations, but I think the most important thing I want to pull out of here is one can make an argument that it's not about your decision to decide whether you are going to... It's not our decision to say, you made a decision and therefore we're not going to treat you, because it's not your life to make that decision. All right, that's source number one that I look at. Source number two. Any other questions? Beneath your dignity
1: has... So for... you yes. So for me. I... <laughs> With that statement, I understand where it's coming from in terms of if the only thing for saving the person's life was returning a lost object. Because returning a lost object, obviously the person that owns the object has, has some rights to just give it up, period. So if you want to follow through that logic, then yeah, if the person has, if you want to ignore what you said earlier and say that the person has, a life, has the right to give up their own life as well, then that would follow through, but completely ignoring someone's stress and someone's um, and, so, and someone's pain, as in the fir- first part of the gemara, that doesn't go away. But that's because, because you. That's exactly right. the person uh, uh, yeah, you're on is
0: correct. To that's where Rav Zevin's like Rav Zevin says the minchas I'm like maybe you're right about the second part of the gemara, but you can't if the first losam and still applies. Mm-hmm. Look, there are those others who point out even if the minchas is correct. You're gonna assume anyone who puts himself in that situation, there's something, they're having some sort of issue, you know, mentally, and therefore like, they're not capable of making a decision. So they, you know, the other post can say, even if they want to say you know, that's correct, it's never going to apply. Because anyone who puts himself in a situation like that, you know, like we say about when, when it comes to suicide, right? One of the, you know, the tragedy of suicide, nowadays you're not gonna find a single posting who says, oh, somebody commits suicide in Russia." Of course, people have, there's, there's real issues. And that's, 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 we, we say it. It's, it's, it's tragic. It's unfortunate. And all we have is all we have is, is sorrow. And, and we, we and we hope to prevent, the, prevent these things, obviously. But if, no one's going to say they're Russian because we, we know there's a mental state, and that mental state does not does not make you a someone who's able to make a full decision with a rational decision. It's an illness, exactly. Okay, if fine. They've been told in advance you can
1: do it, and so on. They still do it. Of can course. Can they be buried? In, can they be buried? Yes, yes. Buried I mean, uh, suicide,
0: of course, as because as Jew, so yes, because the I, I mean, no one rational. When I say rational, no one who is in a healthy state of mind is making a decision. You can say they do. We, they, they do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. They're not. They're not. It's, the reason they're not listening is not because like you know. I know there's a sugya, and I know you're giving me how you're warning me, but I don't. It's, it's not what it's about. Yeah. You know, or, or Professor Schwartz, who came here, said to me once. The issue with suicide in the Gemara was about the cult of suicide that some of the old had. It was never about the suicide. Again, it's a tragic topic and not what I, I want to talk about now. I don't want to get into it now, but that it's not the same. But okay, fine. So that was source one, was the Gemara talking about the importance of saving a life and perhaps it's not necessarily even your life to give up. Source number two is a Gemara is a Gemara in Erevin on 29B on uh on my And that's as follows. And I'm not really sure what to do with this Gemara. The Gemara says there are certain ve- fruits and vegetables that cannot be eaten because there was a, chashash, a concern that a snake might bite them and poison them. Comes along with a ch- a Chanina, he's like, I'll eat it either way. He eats it either way, he gets very sick, and the um, his friends say, We're going to die for you because we need you, you're the rabbi. Implying that they had some sort of cheshbon. You know what? He m- made a decision. It's a bad decision. Why should we dive him for him? You know, that would suffer the consequences. Except we need him, so now we're going to dive him for it. So there's the Gemara. What, they do, what to do with this Gemara and how to phrase it in light of the first Gemara, I'm not sure. But I think it's just worth noting that, that, that is discussed a little bit, that there's going to be a line somewhere where we're going to say, you want to be so reckless. Maybe it's not your life to say, just to, to, to give away, but how far are we going to go? I don't know. I really don't know what to do with Gemara. One can make an argument that... Is a difference between diving for someone versus actually going to save them. I don't know. I just wanted to use this Gemara because it's, again, a talking point because what we're trying to do here is to put ourselves in the mind of a posi. Looking at an issue where we're not going to find any explicit precedent in the Talmud, in the Gemara, but what they're going to start doing is run all shots through their head to see, well, can I find some sort of analogy, something analogous to it so I can pull a principle out. Source number three is the obvious one where everyone would go to and that's a Gemara in Haris. Gemara says, what happens with the triage? You have to triage, people. How do you triage? Kohen, Kohen, Lebi. A Kohen comes first. you Yisrael, Yisrael, momzer, etc. There's a clear hierarchy in terms of who get. if you had to save, who gets saved first. Here's the problem. The Rambam does not quote this Gemara. Moreover, Moshe says, the Rambam didn't quote it because we don't pass it this way. What are you going to do? You're going to come to a, a scene of an accident, and you're like... New, can I see your wallet? Are you coin? I, I, was, I was talking to one of the, the rabbis in the Hasidish yeshiva next door. I told him what I was talking about. He told me that he knew someone who went to Rechaim So he said to Rechaim, so in a case of triage, what do you do? He said, well, Talmud Chacham comes first. So he says, so who's going to give him the faher? Who's going to test him to see who's the bigger Talmud Chacham?" So Rechaim laughed, And Ramosha says, and Rechelma Zalman says, and Dr. Steinberg says, 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 we disregard this Gemara. It's not, it's not a, it's, it's a Gemara, which is also amazing to think about. Someone on that caliber can say, there are Gemaras that we no longer apply. And right now, what do you do? First come, first serve. What happens if they come at the same time? So then there are all sorts of other issues. We can start talking about who will live longer versus <clears throat> who will live shorter. Those sort of issues. Someone who's robbed in low, you have someone who everyone needs, versus someone who is a regular person on the street. The President of the United States may need a treatment. Whether you like him or not, the President dying in office is going to be a terrible thing for the country. Maybe he should take precedence. You have someone else who's, again, we want to save every life, but sometimes you have to, yes?
1: Well, that would, be, I mean, what you just said about someone you need versus someone you don't need, that would be the Gemara you just you just said earlier, where the where the rabbi did something you should, but we but the congregation still said, we need you, so we're going to do what we can for you. Correct. The difference is that that Gemara was, it
0: wasn't a case of triage, it was more of a case of Right. Are we going to let you live with your decision? The
1: general principle of we need someone, therefore we will go out of our way, even though nec- we wouldn't necessarily. Correct. Do but
0: that. I, I want to. We, we always go out of our way to save life. It's more of. We're, here we're talking about the tragic case where we have to decide. But still exactly. The hierarchy. Exactly. Well, so does the, the chances of survival come into play? Yes, but only. Or Ravosha says only right? when they both come to the hospital at the same time. Yeah. Of yes. Ravosha Weiss disagrees, with shtickle, but again. That's, these are much broader issues. If everyone's created but Selma Kim, then how do you have
1: hierarchies? How do you just hierarchy if everyone's created but Selma Kim? Because
0: there's, there's, you know, because there's almost a there's u, u, it's not it's utility, easy. but think, I mean, again, take the uh, analogy. <laughs> the President of the United States, Selma Lukim, I mean, some will argue he wasn't. But let's, Selma Lukim, right? Uh, random Joe on the street, Selma Kim If the President of the United States dies in office, it could be a crisis. Even though there's a... There's a Transition plan in place, there's a contingency plan in place, it's just, it's not good. There are a lot of enemies in the world, there's an economy, there's, the, just, it would be a crisis. So, random Joe on the street dying, again, every person's a, a world unto himself, as will say A person dies, it's a crisis. It's, it's a, a life that will never ever be al- alive again, that's gone. It's like the world, every person's equivalent to the world. We quoted this in a sheer once, or in the rough talk with the Kadusha, a human being. But ultimately, a person down the street, as much of a crisis as it is, it's not going to have the same reverberating effects on society. <clears throat> so well, we all know it. You have a, you know, a top doctor who, who knows how to do a surgery that no one else in the world can do, and you have to choose him versus someone else. Like, these are, again, these are decisions we don't want to have to make. They're tragic decisions, but sometimes things might come down to it. Do you, you, and again, it's very hard to decide who has more utility. And we hope it doesn't have to happen. And you know, really what you need here is a lot of knowledge of Shechter, of Weiss and a tremendous amount of Siat Deshmai. You have to dab it. They say during the pandemic, well, during when these, a lot of these questions were being discussed in terms of ventilators and all that, of Shechter was on the Zoom and he saw his father wasn't paying attention. And he's like, so I have to call his father. He's like, you're on a Zoom with, you know, with Rav Willig or Usher Weiss or with Doug Cohen the Nicole in, in in Brooklyn. What we we doing we're not paying attention? He's like, I had to make a decision so I had to say something to him. Right? This is not just a a, 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 a some sort of, you know, legal decision you're making. This is, a, this is a part of dvar Hashem. It's part of the halachic process. And you have, of course you have to have at <laughs> Nishmayim. Okay. And that leads to the last Gemara. The last Gemara I thought was and this is really where you saw the, the godless of, of Rav Weiss and Rav Shechter. The reason, two reasons. One is because five years ago when Rav Shai, <laughs> <asked Ruf> Shai, <laughs> Shai asked Rav Weiss about the question with kept insurance Rav Weiss says let me stay And he starts chasering shas in his head and he quoted his Gemara. Last week Rav Shai Shechter called. Called his father up and asked him about this question about the, the antibodies. Meshachta starts thinking and quotes the same Gemara. And I've read this Gemara more than once, and never in a million years would I have thought of this. Now, maybe because I framed it this way, you see the Gemara, maybe you will come to it, but this is what the Gemara says Mayan Ha'ir. Chayen, You have two cities sharing one river. Very common in the ancient times. Every city in the world was built on a river except for Las Vegas. And where?
1: Minneapolis-St. Paul.
0: Minneapolis, St. Paul, I mean, they, Minneapolis, St. Paul they, they they built on the snow. Not Why does someone want to do that? River. What did he say? Well, we
1: built on right Yeah,
0: the city. every every city in the world is built on a waterway. Especially ancient cities. That's how you as you traveled. The city of a city above, a city below. Right? And it's not the Chicago River, which flows both ways depending on their mood. And the people above, there's only a finite amount of water. First question: what happens if the people above drink? Which will end up meaning the people below won't get water and won't have water to drink. Says the Gemara, the people above Hayem, their life comes first, right? That's the principle we know. Next case. What if there's enough water for drinking, but not enough for for both cities to water, give water to their animal? So the people who come who are first can drink and give their animals. The people below only enough water for drinking the What happens if there's enough water for all, all living beings, but not enough for doing laundry? So the people above can do the laundry, the people below are not going to do the laundry. This all sounds very makes, makes a lot of sense, and essentially what it's saying, essentially what it's saying, um, Right, it makes a lot of sense, the people above can do the laundry, the people below won't have enough to drink, so the people above can't do their laundry because... You gotta. Life takes precedence. Makes a lot of sense. A hierarchy. Life comes first. Your life comes before everyone else. Is the case we know from Bikiva. The but then after that, it seems to all fall into place. However, comes along Rav Yoshi and says something mind-boggling. Yoshi Not even mincing words. My laundry comes before their life. Now we said, where in the world and why in the world would he say such a thing? Why? It says be. Like, what's going on here? Why would he say such a thing? Anyone want to... It's like, we have a principle of life called... What, the, the the ultimate principle of life is Pikuach Nefesh. We're mm-hmm. Docha Shabbos for it. We're Docha Yom Kippur for it. We will drive, when you people will eat on Yom Kippur, will drive on Shabbos. Pikuach Nefesh Kodeb. There's only three cases where Pikuach Nefesh does not win. The, the big three, but other than that. Like, my laundry takes precedence over your life? What's going on with that? And this is what Rav Asher Weiss and Rosh said and that thought was, this was unbelievable. When we're faced looking at a person two people or any one person Pikuach Nefesh is the ultimate value. We're Docha we're Kippur we trade whatever it is Pikuach Nefesh. When we're focused on a societal level how should society function Pikuach Nefesh is a vital and very important value but it's not the only value value. Because if you think about it for a minute, and go back to Russia West, the original question, if pikuach nefesh was the only value, we would never build a clinic for someone with a broken leg. Put all the money into an ICU. How can you build a, a how, can you, how can you treat someone with a broken leg? Doctors are diverting their time from the ICU. Think about what society would look like if we only focused on pikuach nefesh. We'd only have emergency rooms, we'd only, for, for, for people who are suffering from severe illness that's going to lead to death, we'd only have ICUs. Um, just, I mean, like, try to imagine it for a moment. Society couldn't function if it was all focused on pikuach nefesh. You could never give money to a organization that did anything other than pikuach nefesh.
1: But you could also, by that same token, never own,
0: never have more food that you need as long as somebody's starving. You could never have more food than you need, as your mother always told you, because people are starving in Africa. <laughs> but, like, but it's true. Think about it for a moment. How can you ever give money to let's a wonderful organization that... I don't know. Provides a kala with money for her wedding when there are going to be other people who don't have enough food to eat. Because the overriding principle. Says and Rav because when it comes to on a societal level, society needs to function. In order for society to function, it needs to have all the functions of a, functionings of a normal society, which include laundry, and include healthcare, and include garbage and sewage, and include Whatever it takes for our normal function in society it includes the aesthetics, whatever it really takes. And therefore, yes, Nefesh is a very, very important value, but it can't be the only value. We need to build clinics. We need to build clinics for people with broken legs. We can't put all our money into the ICU. We need to be able to just create a functioning society, and doing laundry is part of living a functioning society. And therefore, yes, looking at an individual, Nefesh overrides everything. But look making societal policy. When I have water. How am I going to divert it? So my gives my laundry takes precedence over creating a policy where all the water is going to go down to the city below me.
1: is on an, an individual basis, not right. on a societal
0: basis. On a societal level, P'k'uk Nefesh is a very important value, but it can't be the only value because you couldn't function. Just try, try to imagine it, so I thought experiment for a moment. Think about everything we did and everything we helped can only be going for P'k'uk Nefesh. You broke with, like, you know, person and Ye- you're right, I, you, but you get the point I'm saying. There are, there are, you get you, yeah, exactly what I'm trying to but say. But what about the idea of if you have a house or a bigger house than other people, or, or other people don't have food, so now are
1: you allowed to have a house when you could give, be giving your money for food for people who don't have get I mean, it's, it's, so, so I remember learning when I was learning, um, the hierarchy of Rambam that even if somebody who has, has, like, a huge house, and has, like, a lot of... Food, assets it has like it's you know a rich person and suddenly they have a loss of income and even though they're not as poor as the person on the street they still have all these things you still have to give them sedak according correct. to what they used to live. Oh, correct. And that's I believe because of just their general dignity and everything like their you know, so like that and just to keep the cons moving and just to keep life functioning correct. As, it, as it does. You know, as it has been. Correct. No, yeah, that's a principle. Didn't allow principle. somebody to go into deeper poverty because there's people
0: poorer <laughs> than them. No, that, I think that does play into it as well. But I think that, I mean, it, it all plays into it. The basic gist is that if you do that thought experiment, society needs to function, and therefore we can't only have one principle that allows, that makes that is um, telling us how to adjudicate or think about every single decision. How that answers our question about the antibodies or these issues, I don't really know. And at this point, Robert Weiss in the chapter didn't give an answer. But it starts giving the tools to think about, well, at what point do we say, yes, if it's all about pikuach nefesh, and someone who didn't take the vaccine, or, or someone who did something crazy and dangerous, of course they get the treatment first. But if we start saying, well, minute, society has to function. And if we start telling people, you're only gonna get help mm-hmm. by the doctors if you didn't listen to the doctors originally and didn't get vaccinated, or you, didn't, or you did what you're supposed to do, so now you're gonna you know, quote unquote be punished, so then, what's that going to do with society? How is society going to function? And maybe one can make an argument, that although Pukul Hanevich is an important value, uh, policy-wise, it can't be the only value at play. Again, I'm not giving an answer, I don't have an answer, but I'm giving you some of the tools to think about, how to think about this, and just to recognize, here's a Gemara, where, like, you could have read it many different ways, glossed over it, and it took or a Shugwai, it's a Urabah Schechter and see this Gemara, and like, oh wait, like, how can this be? Something has to be on it, and have the shoulders to say, it must be that this idea of the well, is a real hiddish. It's not the overriding principle when it comes to making societal decisions. That'd be wonderful.